Well, here we are, first week of September, and another edition of What Barry's Talking About from Barry360. I'm Dan Blakely. On this week's program, it's time again to walk a mile in her shoes in support of the Women and Children's Shelter in Barry. What's it all about? Why is it so important? And how you can get involved? Flag football for kids and teens has come to Barry, and there's still time to sign up. But first, Fort Willow, just outside of Barrie, near Snow Valley, is gearing up for its annual festival at Fort Willow, a chance for school kids and the public to learn more about its role in this community, especially during the War of 1812. Our resident history buff, Ian McLennan, sat down with Kyra House, Director of Conservation Services with the Nottawasaga Valley Conservation Authority, to learn more about the celebration. I think uh, through history uh, classes, we all learned about the War of 1812, but the War of 1812 even has roots in our own backyard. What is Fort Willow and what is its significance to the War of 1812? You know, it's really neat whenever you find out about such an important feature that's so close to your backyard. So the history at Fort Willow is linked to the War of 1812 and it's actually part of the Nine Mile Portage as well. So um, there were soldiers that were based at Fort Willow, so it was used as a depot, so kind of a um, transit route between Lake Simcoe and Georgian Bay. So historically, Indigenous um, um, peoples would be using this route to access, um, to connect between Lake Simcoe and Georgian Bay. And then um, whenever the War War of 1812 started, it was used as a portage and transit route as well. The soldiers would, at one point, they actually transported material and equipment all the way from Kingston to close to Sault Ste. Marie and used Fort Willow as part of that transit point. If someone were to go to Fort Willow, there is a real fort there, and um, with with the history of some of the buildings that would have been on the the grounds there, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So what we have there are um, a demonstration of what buildings would have been there, and there's informative plaques there to tell you what the uh, the buildings represent. And so there's, you know, there's the uh, the cook's quarters, there's the officer's quarters, there's a stable. And we know what was there because we actually have a professional archaeologist who has come in here and has excavated the site and figured out based on what material was there, um, what the buildings were used for. So it's a very interesting way to figure out the history of the site. Now, to be fair to the Nottawasaga Valley Conservation Authority and our own school boards here in Simcoe County, the kids are engaged about the history because I believe on that day, the 29th, um, you do have students that go to Fort Willow on that Friday. They'll be there? Yeah, we engage students from Simcoe County and beyond. And the great thing with this event for the Education Day on the Friday is that it's very interactive. So the kids are able to engage with reenactors, participate in the demonstrations, and really get the hands-on opportunity to to really live history. So they'll be able to, you know, watch a blacksmith um, make things. They'll be able to watch woodworking demonstrations. They'll be able to make candles and really experience what life would have been like um, in the early 1800s. And then on Saturday, September the 30th, that's for the public to... um Learn more about uh, the history of uh, Fort Willow, whether they're, you know, they got an in-depth knowledge or this is a learning experience. What uh, takes place on that day? So on the Saturday, it's the same as the education day on the Friday, the same type of interactive experiences. And, you know, I think 
even the most knowledgeable history buff can still learn something um, whenever they participate in the in the uh, public day on the Saturday. So we'll still have demonstrations. We'll have um, military reenactment, Navy reenactment. We'll have Indigenous um, folks telling about um, their participation in the site, um, people from the fur trade. So it's really, again, an interactive opportunity for people to to learn about history in a fun and engaging way. I've recalled people saying, and I've seen it with the candle making, and so you, it's hands-on, right? Absolutely. It's, it is hands-on. Um, it's very engaging, and people are able to, to really participate and learn about what life would have been like. So if you like getting dirty with candles, then that's... <laughs> <laughs> and what about the, the, and the people are in the period, co- uh, period clothing, and, and um, who are those uh, actors, for, or actor, actors, for lack of a better word? So the the folks that come out in the in the historically accurate garb or or dress, um, they're they're professional reenactors. This is what they do. Some of them are are you know they do it as a passion. Actually, all of them do it as a passion. Um, and you you look at them and you can see you know they they take great effort in properly and accurately representing the history. From that period, yeah, there's pride in what they're doing, right? They, 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 um, having been there, they uh, really engage with the the people and the questions that are being asked, and they, and they obviously know their stuff. Absolutely, you can probably you can glean a lot of information from all of the the reenactors that are there from all the demonstrations. Do you hear back from students or those who've been to the festival? Like, how long has this been going on for? And do, we, do you get feedback in terms of what you know what they took away? You know, we do. We get lots of positive feedback, and we actually have um, students who come back, you know, and, and volunteer afterwards as well. Um, and it's it's really neat because when I learned history, it maybe wasn't as engaging when you're learning it in a classroom. But whenever you are experiencing it, I find it's much easier to learn and engage that way. And again, it's on Friday, September 29th. That's when the uh, schools will be attending Fort Willow and then uh, Saturday, September the 30th. Um, If people want more information online, where can they go to? They can head to the Nottawasega Valley Conservation Authority website. So that's nvca.on.ca. And tickets will be going on sale in the next week or so. Walk a Mile in Her Shoes returns to the Barry Waterfront this weekend, not just a figurative fundraising event, but a literal one, with many of the men taking part donning a pair of high heels for the walk in support of the Women and Children's Shelter of Barry. An old friend of ours, Deb James, is the Community Development Manager for the shelter. She's with Barry 360's MJ. That was an exciting time, the Walk a Mile in Her Shoes event. This event, um, it's near to so many people's hearts because it's got such a, a fun theme to it. Now, if anyone's been living under a rock, how does it work exactly? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's definitely a different event, 100%. And, uh, and that's I think that's why so many people are kind of drawn to it. But uh, every year we ask, um, it's, we ask everybody to come out and walk a mile in her shoes. And it is pr- predominantly, you know, we, we are, we're aiming towards men because we want men to really understand what it might be like for a woman to pick up in the middle of the night, grab her kids, grab whatever she's got, and leave, you know, an abusive relationship. And really, as much as it's it's a it's it's a good event and raises money, it's also such a great educational piece for us to literally walk that mile. So it's important to us and we're we're really looking forward to lots of people coming out on September the 9th. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Heritage Park. We're downtown Barrie on the waterfront. And yeah, we've got a big goal this year of about $70,000. Oh, wow. How is that compared to like previous year's goal or say like last year? Well, last year we were trying to kind of pull ourselves out after the pandemic. So we had pushed it up a little bit to $60,000. And this year with everything cost of living and, and with everything the way it's gone, we've had to push it up a, a little bit more to $70,000 this year. It costs a lot of money to uh, to keep everybody safe at that shelter. We have 27 beds. Every single night we're over capacity, so it's more like 30 to 35 women and children are staying at the shelter. Our grocery bill per week is 800 to $1,000. It's not getting any easier anytime no, soon. No, and, and we understand that it's hard for a lot of people right now. We, we totally get that. So anything that people can do, anything that you can help us with to maybe pledge somebody who's walking in the event or put a team together, if you can help us at all, we so appreciate it because we know it's tough going for everybody right now. And when it comes to people doing it, I'm, I'm sure you have like your, your loyal, like I know like um, in, in our building here, we've got like the guys that just do it without question and yeah. they've put those shoes on so many times. It's like a pair of sneakers to them. They're used to mm-hmm. it by this yeah. point. Um, do you have like those loyal people in the community that just show up? No questions. 100%. I know that our, our sponsors, main sponsors besides, you know, Cool and Rock and, and Barry 360, we've got uh, Royal LePage. Uh, they'll be strapping on the, the red high heels. They do it every single year. There's such a great community partner. Meridian's coming out this year. The Barry Colts, the Barry Colts Foundation, uh, they're helping us out this year as well. And Simcoe County Elementary Teachers Foundation. So some really strong ongoing partnerships there. And we're just so tremendously happy that uh, the support continues to come in for us. Anyone doesn't have their own pair of shoes, uh, how can they get them? Is there places you suggest? What can they do? Well, because you know they're <laughs> bigger sizes. Who, ha- who has a size red? You know, a size in 13. a 12, 13. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, so we do have a very large selection of shoes, and we've had them like the the, the event's 14 years old, so we've collected quite a lot of shoes. So uh, come on down, we'll get you a pair of shoes. And by the way, you don't have to wear the high heels. Totally get it. We don't want anybody to break an ankle. So if you just want to come down and wear your flats it's what's really important is symbolic that you, right you know you come down and you're part of the walk and walk a mile for sure if you want to get involved and if you want to register a team you can go online to barryshelter.com what barry's talking about is a weekly podcast featuring the best barry and simcoe county have to offer and more we've covered a lot of ground since we began last summer Learn the Barry Public Library loans out more than books, video games, and DVDs. It also has fishing rods, snowshoes, and more. We talked with an Aurelia girl about her efforts to save the monarch butterfly and found out how shipping containers are being used for transitional housing in Barry. You can get caught up and make it easy to keep up in the future by subscribing to what Barry's talking about through any streaming service. Still to come on what Barry's talking about, flag football for kids and teens comes to Barry. Now this. It's cool to care. It's a well-known fact blood transfusion saves lives. It's also a well-known fact that the world relies on voluntary unpaid donations to fill the need for blood. The need for blood never ends. Canadian Blood Services in Barrie is calling on you to help save a life. Please consider donating today. Appointments are mandatory and must be booked in advance. Book today at blood.ca through the Give Blood app or by calling one 888 donate Cool to Care is brought to you by the Peggy Hill Team. Keeping it real all the way to sold. Reach out now at PeggyHill.com. 
It's Cool to Care with 107.5 Cool FM. This is what Barry's talking about from Barry 360. I'm Dan Blakely. Still some time, not a lot of time, but some, to get your kids signed up to a new flag football league in Barry. Our Will Conkin huddled with owner-operator Chris Cochran about the game plan. What is this new uh, youth flag football league? So Under Armour is uh, is partnering um, with different youth flag football leagues trying to grow the game um, across Canada and the United States. So uh, Rise Flag Football is, is, is powered by Under Armour. It's basically a, par- a partnership that we have with Under Armour. And the league is for uh, any students that are from kindergarten to grade 12, so basically 5 years old to 17 years old. Gender doesn't matter. There's co-ed divisions. There's all-girls divisions that we offer as well. And the whole premise is that we're using a 5-on-5 or 6-on-6 system, so really small numbers, small roster sizes. Um, Everyone plays. You don't have a whole ton of kids sitting on the sidelines. Um, They know that when they show up to the field that they're going to get a substantial amount of playing time. And we're, we're running it on Friday nights through September and October. Um, and we chose Friday nights just to kind of stay out of the out of the way of other sports and if kids have established themselves um, you know, with hockey or um, you know, ringette or things like that, they can still, you know, try out flag football in a, in a really low commitment sort of environment. So it's just ninety minutes one time a week right now. Under Armour does offer like through through the Rise program, we do offer um, other other opportunities for first um, athletes who want to get a little bit more involved, who want to be a little bit more serious with it. But we're finding, at least with this league, um, you know, the 90 minutes one time a week on Friday nights, it's uh, it's a pretty small commitment for people to make, especially if they're not sure if they like like football or not. Um, games are running out of the Innisfil YMCA um, in September, and then um, uh, in October we have to move over to the the turf field at Georgian College. How did you initially get uh, connected with Rise and, and this whole thing? Did you just like see that there was an opportunity to in- introduce flag football to this area? I coached flag football um, at the high school level, girls flag football, for my entire teaching career. But um, actually, it was a friend of mine who lives in uh, in Burlington. He uh, he kind of let me know that his son was playing in this league, and it was sponsored by Under Armour. Um, it was actually called Under the Lights at the time, so it was a kind of Friday Night Lights sort of uh, premise. Um, they've kind of rebranded since, but was, he let me know, and I so I went on the website and it looked like you know Under Armour Flag Canada was had all these leagues popping up all across southern Ontario and the northern part, like you know um, from I guess. Well, Newmarket on up, there's nothing really um, that existed with them. So I contacted them, and the team uniforms are, you know, affiliated with you know NFL or CFL teams. So if you know you want to play for the the Buffalo Bills or the Dallas Cowboys, you know they have those T-shirts and shorts. When's the uh, cutoff uh, again for the uh, fall season? So technically, it's September 8th. That's the first week of our season. We're gonna we're gonna kind of do a bit more of a slow launch here. So that first week, games won't count. We're gonna do more of a skills and drills, get to know your coach, will give us a chance to talk to referees, get everyone on the same page. So we're going to accept registrations right up until September 8th. Um, normally we wouldn't do that. We would like to have all of the teams, all the schedules, everything like completely dialed in by now. But being the first season, we're going to be a little bit more flexible. You know, um, So we will accept some late registrations. Normally we wouldn't be, we, we wouldn't be um, accepting them at this point, but we're, uh, we're going to extend that to the 8th. 
Where can uh, people find more info about it? There's uh, a couple different websites. The specific one to bury is um, uaflag.ca forward slash bury. And then uh, if they wanted to email me directly, they could email me at bury, B-A-R-R-I-E, at uaflag.ca. Again, that website for more information, uaflag.ca slash Barry. And that's our program for this week. Thanks to Ian, MJ, and Will for their input, to Matt Ladder for his technical touch, and to you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to what Barry's talking about, rate it, review it. You can also keep up with what Barry's talking about on X at Barry360. Some of you can apparently still see us on Facebook. You can also go to our website, barry360.com. And don't forget our daily Kickstart podcast, available from any streaming service and on our website. I'm Dan Blakely. Hope you'll join us again next week.